0: Welcome to the show, so glad you are here. Why don't you go ahead and text a friend and tell them this could be one of the best hours of their day, tuning in to Unbossed and in the co-host seat today. is none other than Jackson White, Axon Jackson, he's a Rebel HQ contributor. Jackson, I always want to say co-chair. I'm in political mode. All the
1: time. Oh yeah, time. you know, you, you you busy. You you doing your thing. You know what I'm saying. So sometimes you get it mixed up, but that's a good problem to have.
0: Oh my God, co-host, co-chair is pretty much the same concept. You know,
1: pretty much. It makes me feel special, so I won't stop you from saying it. You
0: You are (laughs) special indeed, and we have a special show for our viewers today. We're gonna talk about an update on the Buffalo massacre shooter. Senator Sanders is going hard in the paint working alongside Senator Elizabeth Warren to save social security. We'll also highlight a new bill that he is pushing about raising teacher pay. And many of you who followed us along the campaign trail, you know that technically what he's talking about is not new. He's been pushing for this for a long time. And later in the show, we'll break down some of the Republicans thoughts on what is happening in East Palestine, Ohio. It is definitely a WTH. Neo fascist moment. But first to Buffalo. Take a look. We love our kid. We never go in no neighborhoods and take people out. Don't do it. Yeah, don't condone violence, but you can understand why emotions were running high. That was the loved one of a victim of the Buffalo mass shooting in May, lunging toward convicted killer Peyton Grindron in court earlier today. And this headline right here, gunman sentenced to life in prison for Buffalo massacre of black victims. The gunman who killed 10 black people in a shooting rampage at a Buffalo supermarket in May was sentenced Wednesday to life in prison without the possibility of parole at an emotional hearing during which he faced recommissions and anger from the victims families. Peyton Grindon 19 who is white planned the attack for months targeting the tops friendly markets in a predominantly black neighborhood of Buffalo, according to his online writings, which cited white supremacist conspiracy theories and anti-Semitic rants. Further, Erie County Court Judge Susan Egan delivered the sentence, denouncing the history of white supremacy in the United States. Quote, let ours be, generation to put a stop to it, end quote. She said, we can do better, we must do better. So that is the judge who handed down the sentence saying we got to do better and we must do better. And then some thoughts from Janae Nelson and she is the president and executive director, counsel of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And she sums up this tragedy this way, so much pain and tragedy. If only we put as much energy into preventing as opposed to punishing violence, especially white supremacist hate, we would all be better off. Prayers up to the community of Buffalo as they relive this horror and wishing them healing as they continue to mourn and Jackson i mean she that's exactly how i feel i mean madam president put that so succinctly and so powerfully but as we were watching the footage of the of the relative trying to lunge at the at the murderer i mean certainly we can understand why emotions were running high in that courtroom today even though justice was definitely served today
1: well you know i think that one of the most unfortunate things about human nature is how we just don't learn from the past Um, how easy it is to not learn from the past. And I say that for a variety of reasons. One, um, the failure for the federal government to pass any type of meaningful gun legislation is really the crux of this issue in terms of preventing people from being able to get their hands on weapons and and doing things like this. You know, Even so far as letting people with mental health issues uh, still get their hands on weapons and then obviously using the excuse that any type of legislation that's passed, well, we already crossed that bridge. So it makes it harder to uh, pass anything else. But also, you know, people who commit these types of acts in tops, or whether they're, you know, in a Walmart or anything similar, it, it's like it, it when you read their manifestos, they always think that they're going to make some type of lasting mark on society or some type of lasting influence, but that never happens. You know, so it, it, it's it's just, that's really another frustrating thing, because it's like, Your your evil crusade that you're going against, you have all the evidence in the world that people who have done this before you, their names don't last. Their names don't reach some type of glorification status in society. And now you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. So it it just, every way you look at it, it's just a horrible waste of life where nothing good comes out on the other side.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. And then for the, the relatives of the victims, they will never get that time back with their loved ones, even if they are happy with the verdict. I know they would much rather have their loved ones here with them, man. So President Nelson summed it up. We are going on to Senator Sanders and Senator Warren. They're pushing a bill trying to increase social security and then Senator Sanders is pushing his Teacher pay. He's been doing that for a long time. Take a look at this. Republicans are ready
1: to wreck the U.S. economy unless President Biden agrees to devastating cuts to Social Security and Medicare. If we really want to talk about the debt and spending, it's the entitlements program. For what reason the age of retirement? You
0: know, uh, that's interesting uh, that you asked that question. Uh, people come up to me, they actually
1: Democrats were elected on the promise that they would defend Social Security against Republican attacks. Now is the moment of truth.
0: Liar, liar, pants on fire. I mean, that that elected official walking through there talking about people talking to him, saying they wanna work longer. Maybe if they got the choice, but not if it's mandatory because they can't afford to live I mean, what is wrong with this dude? And it's always curious to me how people in suits always wanna talk about how folks wanna live longer. Imagine working with your body for 30, 40 years and you think at the age of 65 or 70 years old, you still wanna be out there working. Hex to the no, you don't want to. And then when we talk about the racialized nature of this, because oh yeah, it's racialized, black men die at younger ages. So hell, they may even die before they even get an opportunity to get Social Security. What is wrong with these people, these Republicans? It is something wrong with them, America. And I know that there are elderly or seen seasoned folks all over this country who do not want Social Security to be touched. As we know historically, it is one of the best policy initiatives to be introduced into this country in the 20th century and it is still changing lives right to this day. And we are so glad that senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren do indeed recognize that this is a moment of truth. Baby, it's time to call the roll. Whose side are you on? Let's call the roll. Let's not play games with it. Let the American people determine who really is on their side and who is not on their side. Don't play games. Go ahead and pass it out of committee and put it on the floor and call the roll so that folks can take to the streets over this. So check out this headline. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren and other Democrats are once again trying to give retirees an additional $2,400 in their Social Security check. And while we on that point, I'm glad they want to give that $2,400, even that's not enough given the fact of the high price of gas and food and everything else that is surrounding living a good life. Why should our retirees have to grovel in their golden years, cuz that's what's happening. If you ain't a member of Congress, you gotta grovel. Or if you're not in the corporatist wing, you gotta grovel. Something wrong with these folks. Further, Senator Bernie Sanders wants retirees to have more money, and I do too. And he wants it to come from higher taxes on the wealthy. So that's how we gonna pay for it before your your play cousins come asking, how we gonna pay for it? We gonna put a higher tax on the ultra, ultra wealthy in this country. Sanders along alongside Senator Elizabeth Warren and Reps uh, Jan Sikowski and Val Hoyle introduced legislation to beef up social security benefits and keep the program solvent through 2096. So again, when you play cousins, ask you how we're gonna pay for it, tell them to repeat after you. We are going to pay for it because we're gonna raise taxes on the ultra, ultra wealthy in the United States of America. Instead of cutting their taxes and starving government. Just in case your play cousin and them don't understand how government works. I want you to be able to teach them this lesson and it is. Government is a service industry. Have them repeat after you, government is a service industry. Now, the services have to be paid for. And the way that we pay for those services is through our collective tax dollars. That's our social contract with one another. You may ask for some examples. I'm glad that you asked for those examples. Education is one example. We as a country decided that K through 12 education should be paid for within a social contract with our tax dollars. Now, most of those tax dollars come from local and state sources. But we also put money in the pot on the federal level as well. Say it with me. So every time we cut taxes on the ultra, ultra wealthy in this country, we create the conundrum of government not having enough resources to meet its obligation towards our social contract, okay? So explain it to your cousins and them when they ask you. And we can give them many more examples. But I just wanna start with that one very simple example. Now, as for the proposal, here is how it breaks down. I had to take a little sidebar, work out this little lesson for you to tell your cousin and them when they start asking how we gonna pay for it. All right, so we got it. Tell them and you can use other examples as well. But here, currently only up to $162,000 is taxed for Social Security while any income above that limit is free from the tax. Under Sanders and Warren's proposal, the cap would be lifted and income over $250,000 would be subject to the payroll tax. Senator Sanders described the urgency of expanding these checks and this is how he explained it. At a time when nearly half of older Americans have no retirement savings. And almost 50% of our nation's seniors are trying to survive on an income of less than $25,000 a year. That is a shame for God. That's what my grandmother would say Jackson, a shame for God. Not before God, shame for God. That is a shame. Our job is not to cut social security. Our job is to expand Social Security so that every senior in America can retire with the dignity, underline bold underscore, that they deserve. Underline bold underscore, and every person with a disability, bold underline underscore exclamation point, can live with the security they need. Now, a reminder of how vital. It is to expand Social Security. Let's look at these stats right here. 25.2% of all American adults receive some form of Social Security. The average monthly disability benefit is only, only, only $1,200, $1,280, about $1,200. If Social Security was cut by 20%, The average monthly benefit would decrease to only $301 each month or $3612 per year. Jackson, your thoughts on what senators Sanders and Warren at all, because there's some others are doing.
1: Well, I think that this really sheds light on the big issue facing this country other than corruption, but really the culture of keeping corporate America held up high no matter what. Because competition in reality has been eliminated from the marketplace in a lot of ways through corporate tax cuts, through estate tax cuts, through deregulation where deregulation doesn't need to be had. In that way, it makes it for uh, you know people or industries or entities that have the majority of the resources and capital. It allows them to not really need to compete with everybody else. Because the bigger issue is if there was a real clean desire, hard desire, Among the powerful, um, among those who have corrupted the government to really fix these issues, then there's even more ways to do it than just raising taxes on corporations or the ultra wealthy. We can continue the legalization of cannabis uh, along with other decriminalization of other substances. Then we got the spreading of like legal sports betting. That's making money hand over fist, taxing that differently. I mean, you know, pretty much anywhere you look, there's some type of way that we can draw out tax dollars from something that people are doing. The problem is, is that there's no desire, you know, for the people at the helm of government to actually fix these issues. So anybody who really argues against fixing Social Security or not privatizing it or like making education and, and healthcare more affordable, you're really not saying anything other than I don't think people deserve this. It really boils right. down yes. to it.
0: That they're not worthy. I mean, that's basically what they're saying, because where there is a will, there is absolutely a way. And speaking of a way, in addition to Senator Sanders pushing to increase the paychecks of our seasoned, seasoned folks in this country, he also wants to work on increasing teachers pay, something he has been doing all along. Watch this. We must
1: understand that it is absurd that there are school districts throughout this country where there are major shortages
0: of teachers. And if we understand the enormously important work that teachers do, that means, in my view, among many other things, that we should be paying public school teachers a minimum of at
1: least $60,000 a year. And I am proud to tell you that I will soon be introducing legislation
0: to do just that. And I hope that you were paying attention to the word minimum that he used like that is the floor is not the ceiling. And I've heard the senator give this particular speech ad nauseam on the campaign trail, both in 2016 and also in 2020. And teachers are underpaid, it is not a myth. Let's take a look at this graphic, the decline in average teacher pay. Teachers make on average $2,150 less than they did 10 years ago adjusted for inflation. So what kind of what kind of country, what kind of nation are we that we would allow teacher pay to go down? The way that teachers have to be credentialed in this country. They're up there with all the other professions of lawyers and doctors. And I would argue that they are in some cases more important because who helps, helps keyword is on helps to mold the minds of the lawyers and the doctors is teachers. So why wouldn't we give teachers the respect that they deserve through their paycheck? Hello, somebody? I want the teachers watching today to go ahead and send us a message. Let us know how you feel about that. If anybody's ever had a teacher who made a difference in your life, shout them out. They mold the minds of the future generation. So why in the heaven would we pay them less than we pay a doctor or a lawyer? Makes no sense to me. They write up there with them, folks. Everybody has a role to play and teachers, most teachers, not all. But most teachers play that role extraordinarily. Well, so during the campaign, you know, the senator gave this speech over and over again as we traveled all over this country galvanizing teachers. And one time in particular, I remember when we were in the great state of South Carolina, and teachers decided that they wanted to have a day of walkout and our campaign was right there supporting their efforts to draw attention to the fact that they are not being paid enough. They shared their concerns with me and others on that campaign. So led by Red for Ed, over 10,000 teachers in South Carolina's and their supporters marched on the state house. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was trying to go through my stuff, y'all, to find some pictures and some videos so I could show you that. But it was really an awesome day to see so many people come together for Teachers. I also want to draw your attention to the Good Marshall plan for public education. That was the name of our plan when we were on the campaign trail in 2020. And part of that plan to combat racial discrimination and school segregation in the unaccountable profit motive of charter schools, provide equitable funding for public schools, give teachers a starting salary of $60,000, expand collective bargaining rights in teacher tenure and fund out of pocket expenses for classroom materials. Many of us have heard the story of how teachers use their own funds to provide supplies students, especially those teachers who are teaching in predominantly rural and also urban areas. I have many of my friends are teachers and they tell those stories just up front of how much they love those children they give to them. Another part of the Thurgood Marshall education plan, and again, this was our education plan in during the election cycle of 2020. I wanna shout out Dr. Heather Galtney for helping to birth this baby right here. ensure that the federal government provides at least 50% of the funding for for special education and give special education teachers the support that they need. That was so important because states provide the overwhelming majority of that money and it has not been increased in a very long time in this country. Provide year round free universal meals and incentivizes local sourced food. Hello, somebody year round because these babies got to eat year round. And just because school is not in the same conditions that they find themselves in or their families does not change just because they are not in school. So why wouldn't we feed those babies year round and help these families and then incentivize locally sourced food? That is a beautiful thing too. Urban gardening is a beautiful thing. Hello? And then, lastly, Third Good Marshall Plan Part Three makes schools safe and and inclusive by protecting the rights of all students from harassment, discrimination, and violence, and enacting comprehensive gun violence prevention laws. Rebuild, modernize, and green our nation's schools. I'm gonna tell you some, Jackson. I was a pr- I was proud of a lot of things that we accomplished on the Sanders campaign. Now we worked very hard in South Carolina. We ain't gonna drudge up what happened. You know, because we're talking about the education plan, but let's just say, you know, some of some of the leadership in South Carolina didn't take kindly to some of the things that we were trying to convince people that they deserved and they could have. But that Third Good Marshall Plan for Education was certainly one of the best policies among all of the policies that we were pushing on the Sanders campaign. So your thoughts, Jackson, on both senators Sanders and Warren wanting to increase. Social Security, and so we covered that, but now Senator Sanders, and I'm sure a lot of co sponsors are going to sign on to this, taking it all the way into the paint and wanting to uh, increase the funding for schools.
1: Well, and teachers, teacher's you no, know, at the end of the day, you know, um, teachers, uh, or rather, the field of teaching struggling to attract new workers. Um, is a topic that people have been talking about for quite some time. Liberals, conservatives, everybody talks about this. And you can't get around the fact that good teachers uh, are extremely important to the health and the future of any nation. And so simply paying people more enough to get by, especially if they're like in a two person income. But even at that 60,000, you probably likely can get by uh, living single uh, if you live pretty frugally. So that by itself would uh, attract more people to the job because typically teachers are very passionate about what they do because it's not a profession that generates a ton of capital and generally the people who make the most money generate capital in some type of way whether they got a whole lot of people watching them so they make money through ad dollars or they sell a whole lot of x y and z and that never will change you know because money is money but at the end of the day you know, you can't really complain about having a teacher shortage, but also not be in favor of paying teachers more because it's socialist, and we can't go down that road. Because you know, we need teachers, and how else does that impact uh, the future uh, of our workforce? Even if people don't go to college, if they're going to be technicians of some kind, electricians of some kind, or work in some type of labor, you know, like if there's only incentive on generating capital, just because you're making a lot of money, don't mean what you're doing is important. You know what I That's mean? Right. So it's just detrimental to society all the way around to pretend like people aren't dealing with. Actually, early today I was covering a story. I think the the, the average uh, monthly like uh, payment on cars is seven hundred and seventy-seven dollars right now. So when you're dealing with stuff like that, people are naturally going to be like, man, I really want to be a teacher, but I can't afford to live off of it. And that is only going to be detrimental to the future of our country.
0: Yeah, which means it's detrimental to to us all because we are all connected in that way. So big ups to senators Sanders and Warren at all in pushing for more money for social security and big ups to senator Sanders for continuing to push his policy to increase the pay of teachers all over this country. We will be right back family, right after this. Welcome back to the show. Let me tell you what we got popping on the TYT network. The watch list you know, it has a new time, new space is right after this show. You don't wanna miss it with J.R. Jackson. New time, same space and same place. TYT.com slash live right here. Just just keep it rolling. You watching them, boss, just, just stay right there and let the watch list roll right on in. And then the progress report, the big corporate corporate newsletters all want you to believe that they got the inside story. The progress report brings you something better, insight. And no, we don't barrage you with every obsessive development from Trump world. Now that is so important right there, just what truly matters. And no, we don't light the world on fire over every fringe outrage, just what matters. So sign up at tyt.com newsletter or scan the Q code that you are seeing right now. Progressive news and inspiration every weekday morning. Baby, you don't wanna miss it. It is such a great newsletter. And the Colorado ranchers protest when we did that story just yesterday. So justice for Courtney Mallory, a rancher in Colorado who owns Freedom Anchors Ranch in El Paso County in Colorado. He was harassed and arrested because he was farming while black. A protest has been planned to take place at the Denver Capitol building on February 17th from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. So if you are in and around, please join them in their efforts. And if you can't physically get there, show them some love on social media. Now on to my favorite part of the show, your comments. We're starting off with our TYT member Speed Racer. Hey, Speed Racer. My father had to take early retirement at age 62 in 1975 because of the wear and tear on his body over 39 years of working on the railroad. Ooh, speed racer, thanks for sharing that story. And that is so important. So often people forget that everybody is not wearing a suit in an air conditioned building that people are actually using their bodies. And many thanks to your dad for working on the railroads. Thank you, speed racer and then mountain dragon. The insanity of how this country is ruled is so apparent with these types of situations. These republicans would rather the heart of the country, teachers, factory workers, farmers, etc, die before they can afford to retire. Mountain dragon, that's a word, you want speed racer, you hitting on it, that's it. They would rather that they die. And on Twitch, but we're gonna keep on fighting, right, so that we can help change people's material conditions. You both are stating the facts, but we can do something about it because just because that is the reality today does not mean it has to be the reality tomorrow. We're gonna keep fighting these powers. And on Twitch, Adam, Bernie, and Warren, we need them. Necessity to reach those better days. All right now, Adam, read. Thank you. Oh Hell, my team was telling me to read this. I thought Reeve was somebody's handle. Let me start this all over again, family. Thank you to Lucky Winter Wolf for subscribing for 26 months. Thank you Winter Wolf for subscribing. We appreciate you baby so very much. And on YouTube and Super Chat, Gentle Storm. I like that, gentle storm. Lord, Nina is ready to educate us. You better say that gentle storm. I'm coming in like a gentle storm. And Hearn Nina is taking us to church. Thank you all so very much. We appreciate you here on unbossed. We couldn't do what we do without you boo and we appreciate you on the TYT network. Republicans, Charlie Kirk recently spoke out on the East Palestine incident. We have a couple of clips we're gonna show you in this segment. Take a look. Single member
1: of the biden regime would dare to go to this portion of ohio and breathe in the air because they know it's dangerous they know that it is actively poisoning the citizens of eastern ohio so why is it that they kind of shrug their shoulders and they say ah uh, yeah okay whatever
0: now i know you're probably saying TNT, what's wrong with what he just said? You know what? Had he just stopped there, had the dude just paused, pumped his brakes right there, it would have been all right, but he didn't pump his brakes. Take a look at this.
1: Simple, it's because the war on white people continues. Why would you care for the white working class voters in Eastern Ohio? You haven't cared about them in other reasons or other portions, and I will prove it to you if this train derailment happened in downtown Atlanta, in the densely populated black neighborhoods, this would be the number one news story. It would be Flint water crisis 2.0. There would be clamoring and activism and talks for reparations.
0: <laughs>
1: Jackson, that, his last comment shows too that he doesn't really care about the issue. You know what I'm saying? Because he totally negated from what was being discussed the issue of breathing in toxic chemicals. On top of the fact that what did the GOP just do to the Environmental Protection Agency, even though they started it? The GOP platform typically isn't very concerned about environmental issues. They, I mean, they make fun of people for caring about these things. So you know, again, but it, this actually was just like now. Charlie Kirk is far more ridiculous than someone like Nikki Haley. But this morning, I was watching Nikki Haley's uh, presidential announcement campaign commercial. And I was this close to being prepared to give her a little bit of credit, but it only took 30 seconds for it all to come crashing down, for all of that to just go flying out the window. Because she said it only took 30 seconds for her to start saying, like, America's this perfect place, and anyone who criticizes it is tripping. And, you know, look at China, look at those communist places. They're the ones who have genocide. That's really the big problem. Now, I want to bring people together. There's no problems here. It's like, Oh, okay, but yeah, he, he almost had it, but then he just he just lost it completely.
0: Oh my God, Jack! I can't believe you're gonna give her any credit. <laughs> I was, I, I know, I know, I was tripping, I mean, right? I was tripping. I mean, this is the same woman. Let us not forget that said that Senator Warnock needs to go on back to Africa. Oh, he
1: see. I guess I, I did I, I yeah. did that that slipped my mind.
0: Yeah, and I guess that shit. Life, life, chick that.
1: Life slaps the, some sense into you every once in a while, so that's what happened to me this morning because I was almost ready to give her some credit, and then no. again, that third—it was actually—it was like thirty-one seconds in. Thirty-one seconds. Thing. You, ooh, you and gave then her- life was like.
0: <laughs> you gave her thirty-one seconds more than I would have ever given this woman. Uh-huh. She just like the rest of them, and <laughs> don't, don't, don't forget. <laughs> now she gave up her whole heritage. Her real name, her birth name, ain't Nikki Haley.
1: Okay, so if that what is it, you anything, what's her real you name? Because she's what? Indian, right?
0: You, yes, she is, yeah. and so that kind of self hate, you know, for your own culture. I mean, talk about
1: acculturation. Woo, Jackson. Uh, uh-uh, please. Well, not. I did mention, I did mention before I gave was will, almost gave her credit. I said, well, her first mistake is being a woman running for president in the Republican Party. So that that mm. that that's it right there. Yes. But I think this goes to show how ridiculous Charlie Kirk is that we're talking about Nikki Haley right now. <laughs> <laughs> Much. So, I mean, (laughs) this dude, I mean, everything he said
0: was rooted in white supremacy and anti-blackness. The the dude don't even understand reparations, their place in in history for black people. He conflated a whole bunch of other stuff. The only thing he said, right, was about the administration should take their butt down there. I wish they would gas up the jet and go on down there and talk to them families there. But after that, He went all the way downhill, he is a fool, he is a grifter like no other. So he is using this awful situation that is happening to the people of East Palestine, Ohio to try to create a wedge between those people who live in that community and everybody else and he's doing it based on race. And here's what people on Twitter had to say about his hateful agenda. Let's take a look what Dean tweeted out, Dean said, truly appears that the white right, I can't believe we saying those two words together, the white mm-hmm. right is on the verge of starting a race war because demographic change is coming. I sincerely don't say that to scare people, but to raise red flags about where the white right, cuz that's a tongue twister right there. Headed by Trump, Tucker Carlson and Charlie Kirk appear to be going. The GOP is ginning up a race war. I'm not kidding. Charlie Kirk wildly claims response to Ohio train derailment is act of war on white people. What it is, is an act of indifference to working class people, period, exclamation point. Something wrong with this dude. I mean, it really is. And then former Congressman Joe Walsh, he was a congressman in the great state of Illinois. He laid this down, this very young grifters audience is almost all middle aged and older white people. It's Kirk's job every day is to anger and frighten this white audience of his. That's how he stays popular in my former world of right media. Charlie is not alone, not by a long shot. So, so unfortunate that this, Dude is using his platform in this way, Jackson. He's getting paid so much money.
1: Oh yeah, okay. and that's why he does it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's why he does it. Why, why should he stop? I mean, unless unless he's physically stopped from doing it, then he's he's not going to do it. But no, it was it is just hilarious because again, you, you pointed that out perfectly. Like it was it was almost just fine because almost frustration does. Now, they should do something about this. Yes. But then you just totally destroyed it by making it a, a racial issue and talking about reparations. And it's like, not really bro, because this is just one town of hundreds across the United States that are facing this same type of issue, which I haven't heard the GLP address at all. Again, they don't ma- make fun of you. They'll make fun of you for addressing yeah. these types of things. They never will because
0: so- they really don't care. They just use in this situation to stoke fear So I would love to know where these republicans find the audacity. Take a look at this.
1: Democrats passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and only $5 billion went towards rail safety. This is a failure. It would have never happened under a Republican controlled infrastructure bill. And we need to hold Democrats accountable for this, especially Pete Buttigieg.
0: This chick right here. So that was Marjorie Green pointing out the lack of funding from the infrastructure bill that went towards rail safety. Remember, she voted against it. Okay, hello? We got the receipts along with 200 of the Republicans. Let's go ahead and put up this graph so folks can see this the vote on <laughs> the infrastructure. Bill, 228, yes, 206, no, do y'all see that, 13 (laughs) republicans voted. Yes, 200 of them mofos voted, no, and she was one of the 200. So I'm gonna tell you something, the woman fixed her mouth, to quote my maternal grandmama, she (laughs) fixed her mouth to talk this smack, cuz you know why? East Palestine and America, she don't expect you to go check out her her voting record. She didn't give a damn. Did you hear me? She didn't give a damn. and She don't give a damn right now. See, these people are just using the suffering of the people in East Palestine as a political ploy, punching bag, a polit- political ploy. That's all they doing. They don't care about those people at all. So let's understand that. And let us also remind you that when former president Donald J. Trump, since this chick wanna say this wouldn't happen under Republican administration, when former president Donald Trump took office in 2017, Republicans also controlled Congress. Hello, let's bold it, underline it, exclamation point, Message in a bottle on the train is not carrying chemicals. Despite Trump's pledge to dedicate himself to passing Infrastructure legislation. So don't forget the chick said this would have never happened under a Republican president. Well, guess what? It didn't happen under a cuz he didn't even touch it. No bill came to fruition over the next two years. So she got that kind of sort of halfway right. No, it wouldn't have happened under a GOP presidency cuz he didn't do it. As a result, like he didn't give a nickel or a dime. As a result, the infrastructure <laughs> weak Trump promised, at the beginning of his term became a running joke. I just came with these people. And then let us remind you, Republicans are for deregulation. Listen here with this response from former Ohio Democratic Party Chairman and author extraordinaire, David Pepper. Important to remember
1: this as we hear Republicans and right wingers squawk about this issue. Because the truth is, this is the inevitable outcome of what's happening when states like Ohio and the Republican Congress basically are all about simply this big dollar corporate agenda. What's that agenda? One, it's to deregulate everything, including the rails. It's trickle down economics, uh, which means towns like East Palestine are literally having their funds raided by the state of Ohio to give out tax cuts at the top in Ohio. It's the rating of public assets like schools. In Ohio. So those funds go into the hands of for profit companies in Ohio that are that give big money to politicians. And it's the continual attack on workers. That's the big dollar corporate agenda that is being pushed all over the country, especially through state House, but also through Republicans in Washington. Big dollar agenda.
0: David Pepper teaching right there, go ahead on and teach teacher. This is it. This is what they do. Brother hat, whiteboard and all. Jackson, I love me a good whiteboard, especially when it's in the hands of somebody who can teach the lesson. He used that board, didn't he? Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and and you know, uh, well, you have the chart up, but a variety of Republicans did the same thing with the infrastructure bill. Of course, they attacked it when it was going out, but then they took credit for maybe bridges being built in their state, and they even though they voted against it. But the thing is, is that their base doesn't care. Because they're not going to vote for a Democrat, so you know it's it's better than nothing, you know, because Democrats are just worse, you know, by default. Um, but it's it's really just sad because I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, East Palestine uh, story ends up just continue to get spread for months, especially into the election, just in terms of the you know uh, white people's rights being stamped upon and white people in America being criminalized. So they're gonna continue to run with this. But uh, yeah, put up that chart and literally all of them voted no on it. And MTG yeah. was not the only one taking credit. No,
0: was not. Yeah, if we could team put that chart up one more quick time of the vote. And, and the fact that President Donald J Trump did not do an infrastructure bill at all. And when they had an opportunity, even though yeah, we definitely need more money for infrastructure in this country. Thank you team for putting that up. What we do know is that the overwhelming, Mormon majority of Republicans, 206 of them voted no. Hello, somebody and <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene sweetness. Got the pure unadulterated gall as my grandmother would say more nerve than a brass a monkey. <laughs> yes, 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 these folks, these folks. I do hope that working class people from all backgrounds. And I mean that, no matter how you identify, because this is about our identity being of the working class. Now, some people are at the top of that working class, some people at the middle, some people at the very bottom of that. But baby, if you ain't got a sugar daddy, a sugar mama, a sugar somebody, you work for a living and we ought to be together against these corporatists in both parties. Hello, somebody on that. And speaking of hello, somebody, representative George Santos is not alone. Let's sidestep George Santos just for a minute. There's a new sheriff in Liar Town and she goes by the name of, of Anna Paulina Luna. And she is a representative. Let's go ahead and put up that smug shot, shall we? Yeah, baby. Yep, yeah, representative George Santos has some company. Let's take a deep dive into some of the claims that she has made. And thanks to people.com for gathering this work. And this is the chick's first claim. Claim Luna made conflicting statements about her heritage, including that she's Jewish. Luna's father, George Meyer Hoffler, was Catholic, not Jewish. But Luna and her mother, Monica, say that he converted to Messianic Judaism. All right, that's coming from people.com. The next claim, Luna had a grandfather who fought with Nazis in WW2, that's World War II. While questioning Luna's Jewish ties, the Post reported that her grandfather fought in Nazi Germany under Hitler's rule. Good God Almighty. Claim number four or claim number three rather luna embraced her hispanic heritage for political purposes including changing her last name and adopting a god daggone it accent when she <laughs> took a job at controversial conservative non-profit turning point usa she says she dropped her last name and simply went by anna paulina to preserve her husband's safety and privacy woman give me a break hello women can rock with any name they want Seriously, rock away. But the chick did all of this for political reasons, just like Nikki Haley. Okay, same thing, same thing, (laughs) that was the woman's claim, okay? That's what she did. Here's the next claim, there's no record of Luna's father being incarcerated. Luna has claimed that her father George was in and out of incarceration while she was growing up. Who in the hell though would wanna claim something like that though? Seriously, I mean, you know what? Let me keep on reading. It. No, no <laughs> criminal cases included on his death record showed that he was given a jail sentence. Now I'm telling you, some Jacks. See, people lie. You know, sometimes people lie for a purpose. I am not saying lying is right, but sometimes you gotta understand why some people would lie, even though you might not appreciate it. You might be able to say, but these damn lies, these people tell them between her and Santos, I mean, you look up lie in the dictionary, baby, and they smug shots are plastered right there. Who in the hell do you know who would lie and say that they daddy or they mama or they play cousin was incarcerated when they were? I mean, who wants to claim that? Good God Almighty, here's the next claim. Luna did not grow up poor and isolated by family like she claimed. Luna's mother refutes the post reporting on their family dynamic saying that she and Luna were in fact financially unstable with little help from extended family. So you got mama refuting what (laughs) daughter is saying. Now again, just like you don't wanna claim that your daddy went to prison, why in the hell would you wanna claim poverty?
1: It sounds like-
0: Some political angle for that Jackson. I mean, this this is making me dizzy.
1: Well, it's, it's a it's a political angle, but again, those those types of lies are more so pathological, like you clearly have have issues. But she reminds me of like a kid from like a rich town who moves to like a more dangerous neighborhood and they gotta like survive and fit in. So they just start acting like they know what's up with stuff or when they don't really need to. No. But I mean, as far as we know, George Santos still has her beat by quite a bit. You know, so uh, I guess she she's still second, that she's in competition with
0: them. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, these they, lies, they, don't make lies, sense. lies, and damn lies. They in competition. They ain't the only lies in Congress. But my God, they show putting a <laughs> whole nother spin on <laughs> the word lie. Oh, take a look at this, Jackson. And I we're gonna end this segment. We're gonna end the show on some good news. Michael Jordan's impact is being felt off the court. Let's put up this headline: Team Michael Jordan donates ten million to Make a Wish. For his 60th birthday. It is the largest donation ever received from an individual in the organization's 43 year history. Jordan's hope is that his decision to celebrate his birthday by donating to Make-A-Wish will inspire others to help fulfill the wishes of kids still waiting for their wishes to come true. And this donation continues a long standing partnership between Jordan and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Jordan, now the owner of the NBA's Charlotte Hornets, first supported Make-A-Wish in 1989. He has granted hundreds of wishes to children, all over the world and remains one of the most requested celebrity wish granters. He was named Make-A-Wish Chief Wish Ambassador in 2008 for what the organization called the life-changing impacts he has had on wish kids, hello, and their families. And here is what the GOAT had to say for the past 34 years, it's been an honor to partner with Make-A-Wish and help bring a smile and happiness to so many kids. Witnessing their strength and resilience during such a tough time in their lives has truly been an inspiration. I can't think of a better birthday gift than seeing others join me in supporting Make-A-Wish so that every child can experience the magic of having their wish come true. Come on, MJ, come through, baby. And as we celebrate Black History Month, it's worth noting Michael's legacy post-retirement. As was noted on Michael Jordan Day on February the 3rd, 2023. Celebrating Jordan during Black History Month, gave the day extra gravitas as he is the only black majority franchise owner in the NBA. And the fact that the man largely considered to be the best to ever pick up a basketball was able to turn that into owning a franchise presents as quite the success story. Action Jackson, what say you?
1: Well, I think I mean you can't really knock something like this whatsoever. And if you are blessed enough to not only have a lot of influence, but also have a ton of uh, liquidity, uh, liquid liquid capital to your name, especially as you get older and you've gotten a lot of things, uh, your personal accomplishments out of the way, you know, this is the type of stuff that the world needs. And uh, you know, hopefully, especially too, because you know, Michael Jordan is not necessarily someone who has like a huge reputation for things like this in general. So for him to do this is definitely um, not just a grand gesture, but obviously something that he really means. Um, So uh, again, I think that this is great and this is what the world needs a whole lot more of people in positions like his to give what they have because they can.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely to that. I mean, absolutely true that and one of my favorite, favorite Jordan quotes is this one i've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career i've lost almost 300 games 26 times i've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed i've failed over and over and over again in my life and this is why i succeed go ahead on mj lay it down like it ain't been laid before Oh, We salute you, Michael Jordan, and thank you for what you are doing for Make-A-Wish Foundation that does helps the dreams of so many children in a crisis moment in their lives come true. And thank you, Action Jackson, for being with us today. We so very much appreciate you, and it was so nice to close out the show Finally, on some good news. We work Absolutely. really hard. So that's Sachi's job on the team. Sachi's <laughs> job is try to find us some daggone blasted good news, baby. Up it in here. It can be
1: difficult sometimes, but Love it's always good. Got to yeah. remind yourself and everybody else that there's a lot more going on out here. So.
0: Yeah, it is, and we gotta try. I Man, it can be. You know, you want to be informed, but you don't want to be inundated. But it's so hard in our industry, our line of work, Jackson, because unfortunately, there's a lot of bad things going on in the world. But there's a however. There's a ying to the yang on the yep. other side of that, there's good as well. And it, speaking of good, it was so great to have you here with me today. Cannot wait to have you back next week. And next to Wednesday. All, next, that's it, next Wednesday. Wednesday is Action Jackson Day. And to each and every one of you, thank you so much for joining us today. You know what I want you to do about this time. I want you so much to keep the faith, but I need you to swirl that faith up with some fight. Until next time.
1: Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network, like The Damage Report with John Idarola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.